Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Nativity Online, or good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever time of day it is, wherever you are, welcome. We are so glad you are joining us. I am Tom, joined by my partner in crime, Kelly Caddick, and we are so glad you are with us today. Never gets old. It doesn't. I love yeah. it. So mm -hmm. it is great to be with you this morning. Uh, we're excited to be with you. Uh, we have a lot of great things in store for you today, uh, so, but we'd like to know who you are and where you are from. So join us in the chat, because as you uh, let us know who you are, where you're from, and get, let us get to know you, we can serve you better. And I just want you all to know about Tom. This enthusiasm that he shows you is only for you on the weekend because that it. Tom does not come out during <laughs> the week. So that's why every time you see us, I'm so like shocked to hear that come out of Tom. But no, we are glad that you're here with us. We want you to get connected and get the most out of your experience with Nativity today. So get connected to our chat, but then also take an opportunity to use one of those icons on the bottom of your screen, whatever platform you're watching on, to share your experience as well. You know, we've been talking a lot about the seven deadly sins, and we've got a doozy today. And so... <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with we're, that. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but it's one that we can all relate to Believe me. And so today is a great day to share your experience and let people know you're hanging out with Nativity. And then finally, if you're new or relatively new to our campus community online, welcome. We love to include new people each and every week, so much so that we have a little gift to say thanks for joining us. Just text the word WELCOME to 88877, and there we can get connected to you. You can get more information about us, but we've got a free gift. Yeah, free gift. Uh, so to get that gift, text that word WELCOME to 88877. So we have that for you. We also have a cool event coming up this Thursday, July 21st. That's right. Thursday, July 21st. If you are in the viewing area, if you're near northern Baltimore County, you are invited. Our small group community is hosting one of their connection events at Big Truck Brewery, which Tom loves. And <laughs> it's great. I've been there once, but it was good beer or great beer, great setting. So it was good. Great, great All right. People. It's got Tom's stamp of approval. Yes. So the Nativity crowd is going to be there on Thursday. And so it'll be a lot of fun. As Tom likes to say, it's a great way to find out that everybody at Nativity. Well, I don't know about everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> 
But we are not weird, and we are fun people to be around. Yes, so it's hosted by our small group ministry, but it's, you don't have to be in a small group. In fact, it's a place to help you make some connections so that if you're thinking about a small group, you can connect with some people and kind of kind of see a little bit more what it's about. Have people, you know, casually get some questions answered. So yeah. uh, go to churchnativity.com slash events. And you can sign up for the, again, big truck this uh, Thursday. It starts at 4 o'clock and will go to 7, 8 p.m. Right. Or you can scan that QR code, too. Okay. Oh, wow. We're, We're fancy. I, I wouldn't be able to figure it out, but others can, so that's good. <laughs> All right. Well, we are so excited. We've got a lot of energy today because we've got a lot of special guests with us on campus. And so it is my honor to introduce to you Mr. Jack Juska, Jack. Jackson Jessica? Oh, yeah, it is Jackson. That would have it been a way to Jackson. keep it simpler. Yes. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Because we've got another special guest, too. Name but, Jack. Jack, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Jack, let people know, you know who you are. What's your connection to Nativity? Yeah, so I'm Jack Jessica. I'm Father White's nephew, so I've been around here since I was pretty much born a little kid. And uh, he's been a big impact on my life spiritually. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jack's, Jack's been around a little kid. My Jack you know, hand-me-down clothes to my kids from Jack. So he's been around that long. So Jack, tell people what you've been doing over the last year and what's been going on in your life. Yeah, so I graduated from college about a year ago with engineering degree, and all my friends went off and got uh, different jobs in that field, but I kind of took a different path. I went off, and I just got back two weeks ago from an 11-month mission trip where I went to nine different countries in Central America, uh, Eastern Europe, and... Um, Africa. Yeah, so. so nine countries in 11 months. Yeah. The whole purpose was just bringing the kingdom of God and spreading the love of Jesus to a lost and hurting world. Oh, so. that's, yeah. This is just mind-blowing. we got some great pictures coming up here of some of those places you've been. So who did you do this with? And what do you mean by how did you bring the kingdom of God? How, do you, how did you do that? What, what was part of your, what were you doing? Yeah, we were traveling with an organization called the World Race, and uh, we partnered with different ministries and organizations in each country so it looked different each month um but some of the highlights were working with the refugees from the russian ukrainian war um we worked in a um organization called global and adult and teen challenge and they helped with drug addicts and alcohol addicts um providing rehab services that was one of your biggest experiences right or one of the best best. my favorites okay and that was just because well, why was one of your favorites? I think that was the month that we saw God working the most. And I think where we saw the most transformation in people's lives from this place of knowing things about God to having a deep personal relationship with Him. And that was a big part of my journey, too, is just encountering that love of Christ and letting it change every part of me and living from the gospel and just wanting to follow Him with everything I can now. Yeah, that's, that's, man, so. that's awesome. Anything, what do you think sparked that for you? Or what was, what was it that, that brought that for you? There is a ton of different things, but um, I think seeing the love of God expressed throughout the world and seeing the power of God's spirit expressed um, in the different work we were doing, serving Him, and just living the faith out rather than just reading about it. Oh, yeah. things a yeah, lot. So. Being doers of the word and not yeah. hearers only. That, that's yeah. cool. So um, what's what's your next step? Where are you going from here? Next step is a discipleship school down in Georgia. And then after that, probably back into the job world. So Yeah, <laughs> and that's awesome. What, they, what are they, to tell people they're going to be teaching you yeah, in that so time. Yeah, so they're teaching us how to become missionaries in the U.S. pretty much and how to live every minute of our day 
as we would out on the mission field, but doing it for God. Yeah, doing it here in the U.S. and kind of the day-to-day -day life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Jack will be doing a presentation after Mass, so if you're in the area and you want to come hear it, uh, come on, drive on over, and you can listen to Jack tell more about your, your story. Yeah, and I just want to do a birthday shout-out to my mom, Roberta. I hope you're having a great day. I'll see you later for dinner. All right. So. There you right, go. Thank Thanks, you, Jack. Good job. Good son. All right. I love it. I love it. Happy birthday, Roberta. All right. Well, we've got another special guest with us today, Jack Guidra. Yeah, second hey, Jack. Jack. Good, good. <laughs> Have you step up a little bit. So Jack was actually with us last weekend. So if you were watching us online, you got to meet Jack a little bit. But we also wanted you to, like, talk to our online audience. Yeah. Talk about getting your connection here and which, what you're doing this year. What's going on? Yeah, so I just graduated from the University of Maryland. I'm a longtime parishioner, I grew up here, but I'll be going to serve as a focused missionary with the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and I'll be serving at the University of Virginia down in Charlottesville. Okay, so yeah, University of Virginia. So talk a little bit about what FOCUS does, kind of the mission and, yeah. and, and so purpose. FOCUS is a national apostolate that really focuses on helping college students find Christ in college through personal relationship with missionaries, through Bible studies, through bringing them to the sacraments, and really just helping you see the faith in a way it's not just a, a bunch of things to check off a box that you do every week. It's a way of encountering the person of, of Jesus Christ in your life. Yeah, so kind of like Jack, he was talking about you know becoming a missionary in the everyday world. It's sort of what you'll be doing on the college campus, exactly. right? Exactly. It's a missionary in America. Yeah. But, so what, what, will you, what do you do? Like, what's the approach? What are you doing day to day, week yeah, to week? It's, it's really seeing the, the method that Jesus modeled in evangelization is encountering people where they are on the college campuses, whether it's in the gym, in the classroom, uh, maybe at a sports game, and really encountering them where they are, but inviting them deeper into relationship with Christ. A lot of times through, through just friendship and through Bible study, through helping people see the faith in, in a new and, and uh, deeper way. And your commit? How long is your commitment for this? At least two years. All right, so yeah. two years we down in Virginia. So uh, so yeah. cool. If people want to learn more about what you're doing or, or help support you, what can they do? Yeah, I have a personal support page or link where you can learn more about my story and what I'll be doing. Um, and I think that'll be on the live stream, so you can check it out there. All right, thanks, Jack. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks, Jack. All right, good to be with you. Oh my gosh, again, I feel like such a slacker. <laughs> such, I like no, I didn't. You know what I did when I got out of college? What, what's that? I'm making the money, man. Okay. We all got our own path, Kelly. So <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. But we, we that's hope, why I'm working at a church. That's right. So now you're, now you're here. So, and of course, you know, again, as those guys were saying, you don't have to work at a church to make no. a difference and bring the gospel to the world. That's what I love so much about uh, what they're both doing. It's, it's going out into the world. And, uh, you know, again, for us, we are all, all about promoting the next generation and, and passing on our faith because um, that's our job and we're called to do. So it's so great. Those two guys uh, are great examples of, of young people on fire for Christ yeah. and, and, and for the Lord. And also, uh, again, bringing that to the next generation. Yeah, definitely. Well, today is also the fourth week of our summer message series, Life, a series of choices. So we're still in that adjusted format where Father Michael is going to be giving a brief homily. And then today, Father Nicholas is actually taking over, giving the message. And like I said at the top, it is a topic that both Tom and I know all too well. So, yeah, we need to hear about it. Yep. <laughs> get ready. Turn up your volume. Turn off the distractions. Welcome to Nativity this weekend. Welcome, church. We're so glad you're here. Please stand and worship with us. Sometimes on this journey, get lost in my mistakes. Looks to me like weakness is a canvas for your strength. And my story isn't over, my story's just begun. And failure won't define me, that's what my father does. And failure won't define me, that's what my father does. 
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning. Good morning to everyone joining us here on Ridgely Road and everybody joining us online this morning as we begin our worship together at Mass. Let's begin confidently calling on the Lord's mercy.
Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. God our Father, give all who are accounted Christians for the faith they profess, the grace to reject whatever is contrary to the name of Christ, and strive after all that does it honor. We pray through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Well, thanks again for joining us online this weekend. This weekend, we continue our summer format, which means we will have a brief homily following the gospel today, and the message for our current summer series will be delivered after the conclusion of Mass. At that time, we'll invite your kids to our children's liturgy of the Word called Time Travelers or to a preschool program called All Stars. Both can be found on our website at any time by visiting churchintivity.com kids. We can't wait to see you later today. A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord appeared to Abram by the terebinth of Mamre as he sat in the entrance of his tent while the day was growing hot. Looking up, Abraham saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he ran from the entrance of the tent to greet them. And bowing to the ground, he said, Sir, if I may ask you this favor, please do not go on past your servant. Let some water be brought that you may bathe your feet and then rest yourselves under the tree. 
Now that you have come this close to your servant, let me bring you a little food that you may refresh yourselves, and afterwards you may go on your way. The men replied, Very well, do as you have said. Abraham hastened into the tent and told Sarah, Quick, three measures of fine flour, knead it and make rolls. He ran to the herd and picked out a tender, choice steer and gave it to a servant who quickly prepared it. Then Abraham got some curds and milk, as well as the steer that had been prepared, and set these before the three men, and he waited on them under the tree while they ate. They asked Abraham, Where is your wife Sarah? He replied, There, in the tent. One of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah will then have a son. The word of the Lord. portion in my cup. You it is who hold fast my lot. letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Brothers and sisters, now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ on behalf of his body, which is the church, of which I am a minister in accordance with God's stewardship given to me to bring to completion for you the word of God, the mystery hidden from the ages from generations past, but now it has been manifested to his holy ones, to whom God chose to make known the riches of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. It is Christ in you, the hope for glory. It is he who we proclaim, admonishing everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. 
The word of the Lord. Thanks. Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus entered a village where a woman, whose name was Martha, welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary, who sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. fourth week of our current message series all about choices, the choices we make every day, choices between right and wrong, light and darkness, virtue and vice, good and evil. Today's message will be presented following Mass by Father Nicholas, who has the tall task of exploring the topic of anger, anger which is a hugely important topic because anger is pretty much an epidemic in our culture and country these days. But it's always been a challenge and a problem, as is suggested in today's gospel. We hear about two sisters who themselves are presented with a choice, a choice when it comes to a very special visitor in their household. The first sister, Mary, chooses to engage with Jesus, sitting at his feet and attentive to his teaching. Martha, on the other hand, busies herself with all the duties of hosting and housekeeping. And personally, I'm a lot more like Martha. That would have been my choice too. But in this case, her choice precludes her from enjoying Jesus' company and leads to frustration and eventually anger. It's easy to read into the story that she's angry with her sister. She's angry about the situation. 
She even seems angry with Jesus. Jesus' response is to present Martha with a way out of her anger. Did you know that among the marvelous and wonderful things the Lord can provide for us, He can provide a way out of our anger, whatever its cause, a way out of our anger. Join us for week four of Life, a series of choices. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. United in faith and hope, let us raise before the Lord our needs and the needs of the world. For urban communities across the country, especially the city of Baltimore, and for all those who work for an end to violence, that this will be a summer of peace and reconciliation, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear For the poor, the hungry, and the homeless, for all those who are lonely or alone, that they may know God's comfort and care through the charity of Christ's followers, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear For all the sick of the parish, that they may find strength in their faith, freedom from fear, as well as healing and wholeness, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear For all those who have died, may they rest in peace, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear God, our Father, hear our prayer and answer according to your will. We pray through Christ our Lord. Well, thank you again for joining Nativity this weekend. As we now move into today's offering, the easiest way to participate is to text the word GIVE and the dollar amount to our short code, which is 88877. Again, the number is 88877. And then text the word GIVE and the dollar amount. For our guests who are attending with us in person today, you may use the text option to give, or we have offertory baskets, boxes located for you in the back of our sanctuary where you can place your offering as you leave church today. Thank you for your investment and continued support. He's 
sacrifice in yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Receive our prayer and offering. Make it acceptable to you. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just our duty and salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Father, most holy. Through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, your Word, through whom you made all things. Fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people, 
He stretched out his hands as he endured his passion so as to break the bonds of death and manifest the resurrection. Now with the angels and all the saints, we declare your glory as with one voice we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, Lord, the font of holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them so they may become the body and blood of our Lord Jesus. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you, eat of it. This is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation. Remember your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, and William, our Bishop. Remember our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, Saint Michael, the Archangel, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ, through him, with him, and in him, God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. 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 At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, Give us this day our daily bread and 
us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus, you said to your apostles, Peace, I leave you. My peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will. You who live and reign forever and ever. On you stay, qui tollis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. On you stay, qui tollis peccata mundi, miserere Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should have but only say the word, and my soul shall be. Goliath 
Having consumed this great gift, this Holy Communion, we pray, O Lord our God, that its saving effects may grow in us and lead us to greater service in your name. Bless us this day in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass is ended. We invite you to stay for the message. It's now time for Time Travelers. Children in grades one through five are invited to Time Travelers, where they'll meet heroes of the Bible, experience great worship music, and hear a relevant message designed just for them. So kids, if you're ready, turn around and look for our friendly crowd ministers who will take you to the theater and bring you back when we're finished. We can't wait to see you today. I am Father Nicholas Amato, the staff pastor here at Nativity, and we have three people, three groups to welcome today, those online watching us as part of our faith family, those here at the Ridgely Roads campus, and this gentleman who is Jack Jessica. He is a kind of a long-distance parishioner, and uh, he's really long-distance the last year. He's been around the world on a mission trip. And Jack, could you just tell us where you've been? Yeah, so the past year I've been traveling with a mission trip called the World Race, and we went to nine different countries, and the whole mission was just bringing the kingdom of God and the love of Jesus to a lost and hurting world. We went to Guatemala, Nicaragua, Honduras, Costa Rica, Costa Rica, and then we went over to Eastern Europe. We went to Albania and Romania, and then we went to Africa in Lesotho, South Africa, and Eswatini, also known as Swaziland, so. Man, it's very impressive. Actually, he's gonna do a little presentation of 20 minutes for those of you who are interested over in the pavilion. And I found, having been to the last one, it's really moving how a young man is transformed into the likeness of Jesus Christ. It's quite a testimony. So we'd encourage you to attend. No pressure, but I would say, 
He's the pastor's nephew. So welcome, Jack, and good luck Thank to you. Thank you. No pressure, no pressure. <clears throat> Last week, Daniel uh, completed three weeks on the topic of our summer series, Life, a Series of Choices. Beginning this weekend, I'll do the next three weekends uh, on the same theme, but from different uh, vices. Anger today, next week greed and envy, and then the final week, pride. And then Tom Corcoran will conclude the summer, take us right up to Labor Day with a five weekend series himself. So we're trying to be a little bit lighter, a little breezier format, and perhaps deadly sins may not sound light and breezy, but for most of us, our faults and our imperfections or sins are not deadly. So I like to think of it as a continuum from light anger, moderate anger, heavy anger, and maybe even deadly anger. Anger that gets you in such a rut that you can't get out of it, and the future is very dark. And so wherever we are on that continuum, we are someplace on that continuum. If you are at that end, we're going to offer you very concrete, practical ways to move down the continuum to be able to manage and control your anger. And if you happen to find yourself at that end, just know that there's no judgment on our part, that nativity is there with a sense of love and compassion and a harbinger of God's mercy. So wherever you are, there's something to be learned. By talking about a continuum, um, our goal is really to place ourselves on it and then to see how to, how to manage it, how to control it, and how to uh, foster the opposite virtue, the virtue of patience. And we'll be dealing with both of those things. Let's talk a little bit about anger. Of all the emotions, anger is the most common and the most powerful. It assumes various forms designated by words like fury, wrath, ire, rage, resentment, vengeance, and indignation. And hardly a day goes by that we don't sense some sort of or some level of anger. The news reportedly tells us in a regular way acts of violence that are unleashed because of anger, festering anger, a hidden desire for revenge on society or groups of people or different gatherings. That's the characteristic of our age. Did you know that of the seven deadly sins, anger is the most pervasive in the population? Anger is the most injurious to myself and to others. Anger is most responsible for your and my unhappiness or psychopathological behavior. It is said that therapists spend more time helping clients deal with anger than any other emotion. Well, a personal experience regarding anger at myself that you might be able to relate to. You'll be the judge of that. In mid-June, I was preparing this talk for this week. I had the whole thing completed, 2,400 words, 20 minutes, perfect. I turned then to deleting some files to clean up my cloud, the cloud account. And let me repeat, in doing so, I deleted permanently all my clouds on the iCloud. Uh, 
Yeah, right. They were my files, not yours. But anyway, I was really angry at myself. I was feeling rage. I was feeling I let down by God. I was feeling fear that, what was I going to say? I had it all done. The rage and the anger, I realized, was all directed at me. I was the cause of it. I was both the offender and the offended. As clear as day, I remember different levels of thought. How could I do this? How stupid. Permanent deletion? What are you, nuts? What was I thinking? And then with all the spiritual strength I could muster at the time, and it wasn't much, I made a decision, I have to let this go. At least I'm still alive. And I just started to sit and breathe deeply for 10 minutes, quietly breathing in and out. And finally, I was able to calm myself down and place it in God's hands. And from memory, I began bulleting all the points I could remember. Well, from my inner explosion of anger, let's take a deeper look at anger. Anger is aroused when a person suffers a real or perceived injury, a loss, or some kind of upset. So, for example, I say something about your lack of commitment to a project we're working on, and you get angry, and you retaliate. Nicholas, you should talk, and then you cite chapter and verse of everything I've done wrong. Usually the angered person, you or I, directs their action towards punishing the real or perceived offender. In our hearts, we say, I'll show them. And then we start to think and ruminate and act out of that anger. We can see that the feelings of anger are an intermingling of both pain and pleasure, believe it or not. Pain at the injury and pleasure at the expectation of vengeance and the overt expression of my anger toward you. So, Anger is thus not only a strong and complex emotion, but it includes thoughts, action, and a plan of action. What we're going to do in my talk today, hopefully, is to cultivate strategies to control it, to get you off the hot end of the continuum down to the middle or down to the end, where it's very light, intermittent anger. Catholic moral theology, while including anger as one of the seven deadly sins, maintains that it's not always sinful. It may be what we call righteous anger. It's aroused against an evil that's out there or for the sake of justice. A good example of this is Jesus' righteous anger from him to us to make a point of how we treat one another. It has to do with showing each other mercy. It's the parable of the unmerciful servant in Matthew's 18th chapter. Jesus compares the kingdom of heaven to a king who wants to settle accounts with his servants. Let's listen in on Jesus' story. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts. As he began the settlement, the man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. 
Well, it looks like the king has some righteous anger over rightfully being owed 10,000 bags of gold. But that's the only, that's Jesus only setting the context for a story. Remember, he's focusing on mercy, the mercy we need to show one another. Let me just say what I'd do if I couldn't pay back that amount and I was headed to prison as a result. I'd do what the servant does. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Well, the master goes above and beyond the request notice. The guy wants time. The master cancels the debt. Talk about mercy. The moral of the story is clear. But wait, there seems to be more to Jesus' point about mercy. Keep your ears open as we rejoin this story. But when that servant went out, found one of his servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him pretty aggressively. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. Yeah, whoa, another servant, same issue. Notice the same words for both fell on his knees and begged him. I'd have to admit that it would take a lot for me to fall to my knees to beg you for something I need. And now comes the surprise. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. The response of the unmerciful servant sends a shiver up my spine. He refused, and he has the man thrown into prison. How's the guy going to pay back the debt? He's in prison. Luckily, the other servants have some righteous anger over this injustice. So they tell the master about it, and now there is virtually he heck, whew, heck to pay. I didn't say it. <clears throat> Let's get back to the story. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he's pretty angry. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay the debt he owed. Is this guy who, is this a guy who can't put two and two together? I mean, you're forgiven 10,000 bags of gold. You can't forgive a guy for a few silver coins. Man, do the math. Yet that's precisely the point Jesus is making. And now for Jesus' judgment from his righteous anger, and he's looking right at us. Nicholas, Bill, Mary, Joe, Barbara, Andy, looking at us. And this is what he's telling us. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you and the condition unless you forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. From your heart, 
What more needs to be said of Jesus' using righteous anger to show us the importance of mercy? Well, from Jesus' righteous anger, I'd like to turn to our own unrighteous anger and how to get us down on the scale by controlling it and cultivating its virtue, its opposite virtue. Here's how I remember these two tools. So the tool is, this is the homework, by the way, control and cultivate. So you're going to control anger by reframing, by having a different mental process going on, reframing. That reframing itself will quell, calm, cool the anger. The other is to cultivate, to cultivate the virtue of patience. So this is the vice, anger. This is the virtue, patience. Cultivate patience. The two ways we're going to look at are by prayer and how it effectively can do that and phrases of Jesus. Let's look at controlling first. And let's say that it's me making you angry. It's what I said or something I didn't do. In such situations, the following would be ways of controlling your anger. First situation. If you believe that my injury to you was done out of ignorance, Nicholas didn't know, or emotion, Nicholas is Italian, he gets very emotional, you can reframe your anger by saying, it's not that serious. I mean, I know Nicholas, I know his intentions. He didn't know, he was upset. The situation might elicit from you understanding, or even mercy, or forgiveness. So the first is, the first situation is, emotions are high, and you can just say, so-and-so was upset beside himself, and I can let it go. The second situation, if I've injured you deliberately, I'd seem to be guilty of contempt. And this is why your anger may be so intense to control by reframing it in this second situation. You might try to share your feelings with me in an honest and caring way. So here you're saying, Nicholas, our relationship is important. I just want you to know I was upset, and I just need help in understanding what you meant. So sharing your feelings and your desire to move forward in the relationship. Very effective way. And there's a third situation. Your anger may be because your injury uh, was only perceived. Uh, you, you know, it wasn't real. You just thought it looked like that. You might, have been, you might have been too sensitive, or you misjudged what I said, or I touched a nerve that I didn't know I was touching, something of an old wound in you. You'd reframe, control your anger in this way, the third situation. Hurt was perceived, that's the critical word, perceived to be so, or I may have been too sensitive, or it opened up an old wound, it had nothing to do with what Nicholas said. So all very important situations. In summary, it looks like this. Emotions are high. Second situation, you want to move forward in a relationship. And the third, the hurt was perceived. Now, the ways to deal with this, and I, I have a couple ways. Uh, these are the ones I use. <clears throat> to pray in silence. So that's cultivating. The first is controlling, the second is cultivating. You cultivate 
the, uh, the virtue of patience by prayer, praying in silence or selecting one of Jesus' I am phrases. Now, to pray in silence means to just take some time and just breathe deeply five or six times until your body's relaxed, quieting your mind. And then that space opens up a place where you can hear another voice. That space, you're not entangled and snared by the anger because you've relaxed yourself. So I'm committed to doing this a half hour every morning and a half hour in the evening. Not always faithful to that, but it's always at least 15 minutes. So that kind of space is really important to pray, to pray powerfully. The second one is the I am phrases. These are the phrases of Jesus uh, that are in the gospel. And um, they're ways that he identifies who he is and you can relate who he is to your anger. And just to go through them quickly, where he says, I'm the bread of life. Well, when you need to, when you're hungry for healing from anger, this may be a good phrase for you to take to your prayer. Or I'm the light of the world. When you're plunged into darkness, you're so angry, you know, at that edge of the end of the continuum, that you need something to move you this way. Well, the way you do it is Jesus is going to be the light in that darkness. A third would be, I'm the door. Well, sometimes you feel there's no exit or there's no uh, choices from your anger. Let Jesus be the door. Use that for your prayer anytime. I'm the good shepherd. Well, when you feel lost and you know how lost you are, you can't get over what she did or what he did. Well, you're lost in your anger. The good shepherd may find you and bring you back. And finally, I'm the resurrection and the life. For me, the life is the important thing because it relates to anger. When you feel your anger has left you tired, bored, or feeling dead. And finally, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. When your anger has risen, has arisen from deception. Somebody's lied to me. Somebody's been unfaithful to me. It's important to have those at your ready. Speaking about having them at your ready, we've created a little card that you can pick up. Some people are taking two or three or four because they want to give them to friends. <laughs> uh, it's a great idea. But what you've got on the back are all those seven phrases of Jesus, the I am statements and what he's going to be for you if you give him the opportunity. And so that's the good news. I, I have said put them by your uh, bedstand. Somebody last night said, why don't you put them on a dashboard of your car? Yay, that's a great idea. So you can pick up those cards uh, as you leave church today. For those of you online, uh, just go to churchnativity.com slash resources and there's a printable format for your own card. I'd like to leave you with a simple question. Is there someone who's angered you and with whom you haven't been able to get over your anger? Don't call out that name. Now, you have some tools now to do something about it. Effectively, the tool of controlling anger and the tool of cultivating patience through prayer and I am statements. Surely, they can move you from there right down to there. Let us pray. God, our Father, you create us out of love to be servants of your son, Jesus. 
You give us a mind and a heart that helps us reframe our thinking, quell our anger. We ask you to be there with your Holy Spirit, to be our guide, to be a healing, compassionate presence to others. And we even call to mind and hold on our heart that one person, it's so difficult to forgive. Lift us up, help us be disciples, and make disciples of others. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord, amen. Let us stand and give glory to God. Remember that no matter where your summer travels might take you, you can always connect to Church in the Nativity online. Just go to our website at any time, churchnativity.com. And remember, visit our website to get one of those PDFs that you can download and print out at home that you can have the I am statements that Father Nicholas just talked about. You can go to our resource page, churchnativity.com slash resources. All right, everyone, have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next weekend.